are so privileged to have one of our favorite founders joining us today, Alga from Alga's Organics. I tell everyone who comes into the shop about your amazing work that you're doing because you are the first, possibly only now, but maybe I'm not, we'll ask you, a USDA certified cosmetics company in the world. You're super open, which is not easy, which we're, I'm so excited to share uh, during this time together about your process because it just blew my mind when I learned what you do, the lengths you go to for that. But I've always just, and I share this with people whenever I can, how similar our stories were about this uh, becoming founders because of our own life, our own health, and not having, basically, we created what we were looking for, for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude for you to be here today. I know how valuable your time is, and how busy you are. Um, you're also use your time for the organic association, which I don't know how you're doing that. <laughs> In addition to creating products and running your business, which you do all on your own, but you have grown. Uh, I know that you're going to be discovered soon by in Vogue magazine. Maybe you already are, uh, but we're just so grateful for you to come here and would you be willing to share that really incredible story of how you got here? And Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Laura. Yes. You guys are genuinely my, my favorite people. <laughs> like, your energy and everything you guys do for yourself and your community is incredible. So thank you for what yes. you have been able to do. And um the journey is beautiful because it's like we're always unfolding we're always learning you know and and so my journey um began with uh um kind of a sad story in my home country when my biological father passed away in a car accident and i was with him so it was a very kind of sad situation it's part of my story you know and um, he was only 34 years old at the time. So just kind of, just wild to even think about that. And, and how so, old were you? I was, so my mom and my dad, they uh, had me like when they were like 19. Yeah, so yeah. I was, yeah, I was like 15 or something like that. Okay. So okay. I was, you know, a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, so my mom and dad, you know, they were like the high school sweethearts. They dated oh. from 16 to, you know, 18 and then I popped into <laughs> but um so you know the car accident was sad and my mom just kind of wanted a fresh new start and then we ended up you know applying for a green card and getting that and next thing you know we're in the united states we she just wanted a fresh new chapter and that's what she got and i'm so grateful that we took that leap of faith you know so it's kind of a theme in my whole life taking leaps of faith <laughs> it almost seems like but um you know um 
I can share with you about my journey and in coming to United States and you know how how food was different in my home country versus here and I guess I didn't even mention but I was originally from Moldova a little country mm -hmm. in Eastern Europe by Romania and Ukraine so I learned a tremendous amount through this journey to you know being immersed in a completely new culture and new language and new knew everything you know um mm. new foods and you know new traditions uh, so it was it was definitely uh fascinating to say the least and then as far as olga's organics is concerned so i don't divert too much um like i shared with you uh you know in our previous uh podcast session you know the it was literally a one single conversation that kind of gave me the light bulb moment where I was talking with my husband about 10 years ago now. It's crazy to think, you know, a decade now. But um, we were talking about aluminum, which is a, a active ingredient in absolutely all conventional deodorant okay and that particular research study was talking how aluminum was found in the tissue of breast cancer patients and i was when i was talking with him and at the time brian my husband he was actually in radiation therapy so he was treating cancer patients with radiation so he was very familiar with that particular world and he was witnessing how many more younger and many more people are being ex basically getting cancer in mm -hmm. the United States. And, you know, if you don't already know this, but United States has the highest cancer rates both for females and males in the world. Oh, my God. So something is definitely going on. And after that conversation, long story short, I started looking at all of the ingredients that are in my body care and skincare because... I just realized that, hey, you know what, that can potentially uh, affect me in a negative way in my health. So I ended up, you know, uh, reading all those ingredients and between all the X's and Z's and Y's, I could not pronounce any of them. <laughs> I knew right there and then that that was not something I should put on my skin. And I took the very drastic approach of like getting rid of everything. Uh, and I don't recommend that to my customers. I, you know, it's a gradual approach is probably more feasible for folks, you know, but ultimately, uh, you know, I, I got rid of everything and I wanted to find an alternative, like a truly plant-based organic certified alternative and couldn't find it anywhere. Um, so then I created a face powder, which is the first and only organic certified makeup in the United States. Okay. Um, and I shared it with friends and family and no, and everybody was like, Oh God, you got to do something about it. This is so cool. You know? And at the time I was going to grad school at Drake university here in Des Moines. And I was like, um, I'm not sure, you know, if I can do that. But I took an entrepreneurship class at Drake, and for that class, the hypothetical company was Olga's Organics. <laughs> so it kind of, you know, after taking that class and doing the balance sheets and kind of projections and whatnot, uh, we we kind of, I, I was kind of inspired to potentially start the business. And then we sold our house in Iowa, moved to Colorado, and with the proceeds from the sale of our house we uh use that money to start a company 
And Sorry, the, very long answer. <laughs> no, but the two of you, you and your spouse, are using your own money to create a completely unique product for people like yeah. me and others who are who really have to be careful of all everything you know that goes you taught me what goes on our skin is 60 to 70 percent yeah. right into the bloodstream yeah. and uh the the way i first found you was through an article with chemically sensitive people who talked about a cosmetics company that you could actually eat because yeah. all of the ingredients yeah. Except you said the mica would give people a stomachache. <laughs> well, so, so I want to clarify something as far as the makeup is concerned, okay? Yeah. So face powder is organic certified and you see that seal, yes. uh, that USDA seal. And the reason being for that is because 95% uh, of that formula, and I believe it's actually even a little bit more, but it needs to be at least 95% or above that's plant based ingredients mm -hmm. so when the united states department of agriculture created a national organic program they didn't think about you know making catering that to like the cosmetics world you know right actually meant for food purposes you know yes so technically the product has to be food food plant items okay so the face powder meets all of those criteria because mm -hmm. it's got cinnamon and cacao and nutmeg and all these beautiful <laughs> plant <laughs> ingredients mm -hmm. so the rest of the makeup like the eyeshadow and the highlighter and the lip tint i'm wearing today and all of the rest those have an organic foundation so they have organic ingredients in them however because mm -hmm. mica is not a plant that grows mm -hmm. from seed to plant mm -hmm. i can't certify those organic mm -hmm. so, so ultimately you know it's still the best of the best but because yeah. of the little mica mineral which i find to be the safest alternative and the safest option I will admit I played around with like things like beet powder and things of that nature and they just didn't cut mustard, you know, yeah. <laughs> they just didn't perform uh, well enough or, uh, you know, because I wanted to create something um, in addition to the face powder that I could use, you know, like just something to enhance my natural beauty, not overshadow it. So, right. And so the... I really was interested and I think these questions are combined a little bit or they connect but the importance because well first the USDA certified process is extremely difficult mm -hmm. for you and mm -hmm. and I remember you saying even if you you know get one little paper off or something and lose that for some reason you wouldn't ever be able to get it back again. So it's like a stressful, kind of a high intense process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can share more about that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, but so, and then the other thing is just personally, I get really discouraged. Um, I don't know if frustrated, but it's, it's very difficult to navigate cosmetics because some say toxin-free and natural. And so the greenwashing to me happens 
the most in cosmetics. I don't know if you have found that as well. So the question is kind of a combination of those two. Like, is that the reason why USD certified? It's like a beacon for us to find you as a as a differentiator in this hard to navigate world or what's the reason that you go to all these links to be so, USD certified yeah thank you for asking that's a great question so the USD organic certification to me was important simply because of how those plants are treated compared to conventional farming practices so let's just for example uh, say we're looking at um, a shea butter shea butter you know tree that's typically grown in Ghana, Africa, and, and uh, you know, one that's um, grown with conventional practices where they potentially can use synthetic pesticides and things of that nature uh, to, you know, deal with pests and weeds and things of that nature versus the organic practices that do not allow any of that. So, and for me, that was important because ultimately, Conventional plants have traces of pesticides on them, uh, which have been shown to be cancer-causing. So mm -hmm. the pinnacle for me was, well, the organic certification kind of is important because there are no traces of pesticides on organic plants. If there are any, it's because of rain or other things. It's not mm -hmm. like something that the farmer added to the plant. So I knew that the organic certification is important and I wanted to build customer trust right from the get-go. That's why I applied for the certification and that's why I continue to be certified. Because what I don't, um, what I don't appreciate of what other companies are doing out there is they say, well, you know, we have organic ingredients and this and that. And like you mentioned the greenwashing aspect of it you know they'll add a couple of good maybe organic ingredients in a formula but then when you look at the entire list there's 28 other ingredients that right. are those synthetic lab made ingredients and ultimately for those companies you know they 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 can reproduce and create these synthetic ingredients so easily and it costs them a fraction on on the dollar to do so and because of that they can have these giant margins on their products and and therefore profits so for them the incentive to become certified is there it's almost impossible because it would quadruple maybe even more their costs where they wouldn't be as um you know as um successful in revenue from right. their stream and for me it was more about you know what I don't want to cut any corners. I want to do the right thing. So the face powder was the, you know, is organic certified per the national organic program. That's the golden standard as far as I'm concerned. But it's difficult to certify every other type of makeup, like the ones that have colors outside of the cacao powder color, you know, like mm -hmm. and that's where the minerals have come in for me. And, and, and that's kind of the... Uh, you know what I thought the best option could be but as far as like my skincare and my body care and my perfume that's all a hundred percent organic plants absolutely mm -hmm. you know nothing synthetic or artificial and mm -hmm. um, I love that I just love being able to offer that to my 
customers because I know that they can trust their skin and life with with my products mm -hmm. and I know that every single time they purchase one of my products they're not slavering their body with something that could potentially be you know an endocrine disruptor a cancer-causing ingredient all the plethora of things out there that are truly damaging our health you know every single day you know even though it's a small percentage that's allowable it adds up over time it really mm -hmm. does every mm -hmm. single day it adds up over time so so then the uh you have this wonderful perspective of um two different countries and the way that people approach things and i've just personally had this theory because i've had to look outside of the u.s for myself for my own life in order to get gather the the necessary belongings that i've had so i just have this personal theory like somewhere along the line uh europe had the insight the knowledge the wisdom not to <clears throat> i guess poison or you know um i i mean i don't think the u.s intentionally is doing that but it really is turning out now when you look back to be a sort of poison in our food system our everyday products because it is having these negative health effects have do you, like, what's your viewpoint of being in both places? Is that correct? That, because I know, like, in the, in the, in Europe, there's many chemicals, food additives, cosmetic additives that are illegal and always have been. So, I don't, what is your view yeah. on that? Thank you for that question. That's such a great question. Uh, yes, European Union, they definitely have things buttoned up quite a bit better. And they are um, looking out for the, the consumer interest rather than for other interest groups, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, as you mentioned, um, you know, European Union has banned over a thousand different ingredients in their personal care items. The Food and Drug Administration has banned 10. Mm -hmm. So when you just look at that simple statistic there, you can tell right away, right away whose interests are being looked at in mm -hmm. what country, you know. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, you know, their approach is uh, if it hasn't been tested, we're not going to push it on our people where here it's more like oh if it hasn't shown negative things then we're not gonna not allow it you know so mm -hmm. i feel like it's more of a well-encompassing holistic approach on their part versus here in the united states where uh the cons it's it, it basically falls on the consumer to educate themselves yes. to learn about all these things which can, which can be so overwhelming and that's where you and i come in you know where we can help people just give them a little guidance and point them in the right direction because mm -hmm. uh, you know you don't realize you don't know these things and you shouldn't have to know everything like that you know about your mm -hmm. food and everything around you um so it's overwhelming to say the least but um you know our 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 farming um industry is kind of 
showing some signs of um we, you know showing some signs of denigration you know and then our food system is definitely showing signs of um where you know people are becoming more obese and um personal experience here i'll share with you so when i moved from moldova with my mom to united states i was 115 pound you know young girl okay so fairly uh, athletic and thin you know and uh when i came to united states you know china buffet and things of that nature where the portion sizes were so much bigger than what i was used to and like all the candy and sweets and everything in abundance and and don't get me wrong that's awesome that's cool you know it's what a privilege it is to have all this food available to you to eat at any time you know mm -hmm. but it's a beautiful balance because you know you have to analyze that and I'll, I'll talk about it more but within my first year of being in the United States I gained 35 pounds so I went from 115 to 145, maybe that's 30 pounds, uh, pardon my math, but regardless, a, a big chunk of weight. And mm -hmm. I remember just feeling kind of, just feeling a little disappointed in myself that I would let that happen, but mm -hmm. also disappointed in my newfound food, food habits Mm -hmm. um and also potentially in the quality of food that i was eating as well mm -hmm. and then you know the whole relearning process had to begin and i had to reflect on well what did i do differently back in my home country versus what am i doing differently here and the odds are stuck stacked against you you know mm -hmm. in the united states in in that sense because you know there's these foods that are literally designed so you can crave them mm -hmm. and there's no way that you can you, you are not like mentally a, you don't even know what you're doing fully you know I you're know. just eating and you're just next thing you know all this food is gone and you're still craving it it's just fascinating you know because um it's it's um it's, it's sad, really, because it, especially, you know, when in families where, for example, parents might have had these types of habits growing up, then they're kind of sharing those habits with their children. And it kind of just snowballs out of proportion where more and more people have those habits because they don't know anything better. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where I feel like we as a nation find ourselves in where, you know, I, I want to say 60% of Americans are obese, um, which is just devastating. And, um, and, and, and the other thing that happened to me was giving birth to my boys. I have two young boys and um, my second boy, Harvey, I think I gained like 45 pounds during the pregnancy. And I, uh, you know, um, 
didn't lose the weight as fast as I did after my first pregnancy, you know, and I, um, you know, I didn't breastfeed him quite as long because I ended up losing my milk when the pandemic happened, you know, it was all the stress of the world. And so my goal was to breastfeed him for a year, but I only breastfeed him for eight months. So I still look back at that and I feel bad, but ultimately, you know, and then some of that weight just stayed on me, like on my belly and things of that nature and even though I wasn't uh, super obese in my in my mind you know I went to the gym and I took a, a body fat percentage scan and my body fat at that time was 34 and a half percent which is considered obese and I could not believe <laughs> that you know because I didn't feel super negative about my body image or anything like that I knew I was carrying extra weight from the mm -hmm. pregnancy but it's like if i was obese at that time and i was just carrying maybe like 15 20 pounds extra like it's fascinating because then everybody else must be too you know mm -hmm. um and then that's been a interesting journey for me too so for the last two and a half years i have been dedicated my you know, into exercising regularly, ev almost every single day if I can. And I've been able to reduce my body fat percentage from 34.5% to like 19.8. So I'm like an athlete level body fat. But it takes time and effort. And it, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. And it's, it's part of that educational process, you know everything matters your daily habits matter because daily habits have compounding effects mm -hmm. um, and you are in charge of your own destiny if you don't mm -hmm. like something about what is happening in your life you can do something about it no one else can you can mm -hmm. and you should take charge and you should take accountability and ownership and give yourself that um power put mm -hmm. that power back into your hands and say hey i can do better than this i can eat better i can exercise i can take better care of myself and my mental health and my body and it starts with you ultimately mm -hmm. you know you can point yeah. fingers and everybody and everything else but it's up to you you know and and but and, and it's up to you to educate yourself Mm -hmm. And uh, another benefit that was so surprising to me is it's like uh, putting, you know, coins in your bank and then all of a sudden you're, you know, rich with all of these savings. That's the same way with health. Like every time I put something towards my best eating or my best health, my best health environment, it's so rewarding and fulfilling because I'm I'm taking such good care of myself and it just feels so good to be doing that. 